Mom, this, the whole discussion that we're having right now right. is is designed so that we, we can create a space where people can come. They don't feel marginalized for having these kinks or fetishes. All right, or, all right, you know, all or, right. if you want to eat shit, that's fine with me. I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. My son is a stand-up comic mime and Buddhist clown. Together we chat about sex in order to reduce the shame and violence that come when not, you don't talk about it and increase pleasure, um, which is what happens when you do talk about it. Yes. We decided to do this podcast because we wanted to laugh, but then it turned out we got some meaningful responses from all our listeners. And today is going to be one of those great days where we share them with you. Because it's the Monday morning after show. That's right, peeps. That means that this is where we talk directly with you, our lovely listeners who make this all possible. And you, you know who else makes this possible? Who? Clone a Willy. Clone a Willy. We love Clone a Willy, especially for those people who are out of town. Clone a Willy is a do-it-yourself penis or vulva or pretty much anything molding kit. But you can the, put anything in there. But we do it for a reason. What? We make these clones for a reason. What is that, mother? For fun. It is very fun. It's a sensual experience. It will bring you and your partner together. And in this holiday season... You're going to want this as a gift. So go to clonawilly.com and enter promo code MOM for 20% off. We'll be talking about that later in the show. But truly, we freaking love Clonawilly and we, we couldn't do this without them. So thank you very much, Clonawilly. On to the show. Okay. It's getting to the end of the year, Mother. Yes. And we have, uh, we've really progressed a lot since the, the beginning well, this of is, our of the uh, of the three years that we did this. Yes, we have. I feel very confident that we can say that we've progressed. We have progressed, and uh, but we constantly are trying to improve ourselves, and you know we can only do that with your guys' support um, through through two ways. One is through emailing us your thoughts and feedback, which well, is, we're going to address two very meaningful messages we got today, and the other is through Patreon. Patreon to save the day. Patreon is our online community where we talk directly with you and it allows you to communicate with other people that are fans of Sex Talk with my mom. And that's also where we put our bonus episodes like our recent episode with Sex Nerd Sandra, which is 20 minutes all about play parties, how, what to wear to them, what what to expect when you get there, what how do you get invited to one. And how do you behave once you're there? So you want those tips, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. That's in the show notes of this episode. And yes, it is a membership-based program, which means that you might have to put up a few shekels. But get, guess what? Those shekels, if you become a member between now and the end of the year, you will be getting a Sex Talk With My Mom sticker, which just is hot off the press and looks freaking fire. It's colorful. I love it. It's funny. It's got our logo. It's got it's got me in a cougar outfit, Cam in a mime outfit. So I don't think you want to miss this. Patreon.com slash Sex Talk With My Mom. Really, it is a great sticker. It, you can put it on your computer. Okay. You can put it right. anywhere. That's enough of this. On your refrigerator, mom. on your bumper, on your car. Mom, mom, mom. Yes. I, I would like to read two messages we've gotten from Patreon okay. uh, supporters. One is named Monica. Monica, thank you very much for, for becoming our patron. She said, I asked her why did she join 
our community. And she said, your podcast is my new favorite podcast. I love that you two have such a great relationship and you are both so wonderfully funny. I learn while I listen and each episode leaves me smiling, smiley face. You two are the best. Wishing you peace and love this holiday season and the new year. XOXOX. Man. Thank you, Monica. Monica, you nailed Happy it. Happy holidays to you. Yes. You have good karma coming your way. And thank you. That was very sweet and exactly what our goal is about making this podcast. I think she's getting seven years of good sex on the way. <laughs> you know I, why he says that. Why do I say that? Because I I don't know where I heard this from uh, some two guys that tried to pick us up one time. But basically they said, if you are making a toast, you know, with a glass of wine or champagne or whatever, and you do not look the other person in the eye, you will have seven years of bad sex. Have you found that to be true for you? I always look people in the eye. <laughs> and you always have good sex. And I never have bad sex then. <laughs> I don't know what would happen if I stopped looking at people in the eye. That oh, would be... Someone asked me recently... Uh, if I would feel comfortable looking at them in, in the eyes while having sex, like a stranger. What? You're having sex with strangers? Someone I didn't know. This person asked me that. Well, well you're going to close your eyes and pretend it's someone else? What, what you don't you... necessarily look at the persons in the, in the eyes when, you, when you, you're you having sex. You know, sex? this is actually a tip that we got from uh, uh, Dr. Chris Donahue. Uh, I actually think I got this when I was at his sex lecture. He basically said if, if a lot of his patients or his clients, you know, he basically goes through like, if they're in a rut, what their actual sexual intercourse looks like. And he'll he'll have them take them through step by step. And whether or not they open their eyes? Yes. And so basically he's very curious to know what the room is like, what their eye contact is like, what they're wearing, if they're standing, what kind of positions they're in. What if he, it varies every time? He, so he basically says, if you're in a rut, you want it to vary every time. Ah, okay. It typically then. doesn't vary. If you're not, if you're in a rut, it probably doesn't vary. You're probably doing the same thing over and over again. And so he says, sometimes if you're making eye contact the whole fucking time, try not looking at each other in the, in the ah. eyes. Maybe use blindfolds. And if you are rarely making eye contact, make that eye contact. Yeah, and make sure to breathe. I found that breathing changes everything. Oh, the deep guttural breaths. I think breathing changes an orgasm. 100%. I've been working on that with my masturbation to try to last longer. <laughs> I have. I think I'm getting better. Are you? I'm I so proud I'm of you. I think I'm getting a stronger ability to... Uh, I can. I think I can separate ejaculation from uh, orgasm. And you've done this from some research and studies? Well, I started realizing I can do this myself, and then I started reading about it. Ah. And... I am definitely not an expert in it. You're an expert? I'm definitely not an expert. Okay. Uh, because I, I have not mastered the skill, is what I'm saying. But You're I not think the master is, of your it, domain yet. This is a, a common tantric practice to separate the, the, the ejaculation from the orgasm. This is going to be your niche. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this People, hopefully is my niche yes text mom if you would like help on separating your ejaculation from your orgasm cam will help you with that he's becoming the expert <laughs> and onward to the messages wait another yeah another patron message yeah. this is from our friend aaron who became a patron thank you very much thank aaron. you aaron uh found your show by accident on itunes about a year ago love listening and every laugh every time i grew up in a very cult-like Mennonite church. Oh boy, he's going to love Your our... interview with the celestial sex guys was interesting. Mormon church is a lot like the church I grew up in. No sex ed. I never talk with my parents about sex. I'm 34 and married. Thank you, Aaron. Wow. You know what, Aaron? You're going to love our episode coming out in a week or two that we combined a 
five or you know, it was about seven different uh, types of religions and uh, the episodes that we've done with them on our podcast. And yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see. That's our holiday special yeah, a, I, I'm in not, honor I'm, of all I'm the religious holidays. Can you explain it a little better than what I just said? Is I Basically, we, we took, we realized looking back at our catalog of three years worth of episodes that there were a lot of episodes that were where the person that we were interviewing was influenced in, when it came to comes to sex by their history related to how it was approached in their religious life. So if the person grew up in a very religious background, it usually had an impact on how they viewed masturbation, sex before marriage, how it was discussed in the family. And so we, we compiled seven of our favorite clips related to that in one master episode that will come out next th- this Thursday. Yeah, it was much better than what I tried to explain. And we sprinkled a little bit of our own culture and religion into the mix as well. So and I this think is, you guys will the, like it. And, and we're not going to be doing a morning, morning after show after, uh, after next episode. We're a taking, morning, morning. Nap. <laughs> yeah. The Monday morning after show we're taking off because uh, we'll be in Australia. But if you listen up, I think you might find some, uh, we'll either be on Instagram or something. You'll, but you'll I find w- us. I wanted to do a disclaimer for that religious episode. That episode is not meant to be critical of any given religion. This is very much personal, anecdotal expressions from our guests. Right. I do not judge any of these religions. I think a lot of times uh, these, these religions have very positive effects on people's lives. So I'm not hating on any religion. I'm just sharing their experience with it. I do have some thoughts related to how masturbation and sex before marriage should be addressed in, in a child's life and, and growing up. Um, but as a whole, please note, this is not to judge any religious background. I do judge. You just, do? Just kidding. Oh. Okay. No, I, I, I agree with you. Because uh, I'm sure we, we might get some flack after next week's episode. And I don't... I, I, please know that this is not a judgmental episode it just happens that sometimes the religious upbringing can sometimes lead to sexual issues later on especially when they're very very negative right like never masturbate ever yeah it can it can create some problems yeah but anyway you guys come up with your own decisions after you listen to the 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 various clips that we're going to put in that episode they're really good all right if Uh, i must say so myself they're very good and uh so I wanted to get into um, what I I wanted to get into this this email that yeah we, we got, got from we our had, listener yeah we had a couple of different this is emails. not like the the most positive <laughs> feedback we've ever received so well right after this we have a good one so <laughs> it's like good good news and bad news except this is not bad news this is actually quite helpful news yes so this is from an anonymous person um. And we're gonna we're gonna condense it because it's fairly long. It is long, and we really appreciate this message, and uh, we take your feedback very seriously. So we call it constructive criticism. So this person says, as a as a marginalized person, and earlier in the email they identify as queer, kinky, non-binary. Sometimes I find myself wishing certain topics on the show were handled with more sensitivity and care. Sometimes it feels like you two are rushing to react immediately with your first funny knee-jerk reaction as opposed to taking a second or two to let the content sink in. I'm not a podcaster, so I admittedly don't know what it's like to interview folks and to have an audience. Perhaps there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on in the editing room that the audience isn't privy to. Perhaps there is context we just don't see. 
I would love to get your perspective on how your reactions unfold while you're interviewing and what your intentions are. Do you amplify some reactions like shock and disgust for comedic value? I trust that your reactions are always coming from a well-meaning place and that you truly do listen to your guests without judgment. I don't feel like that open-mindedness always shines through, though, and that's what troubles me. So thank you very much for this feedback. This is in taking the time, as opposed to just shutting us off and saying, oh, fuck this person. You you, you really, uh, I, I appreciate the care in, in responding. Um, so, she did say she'd provide more specific examples at, at, some, at one of these. This is, and we don't know if she goes by she. This is a, it could be a they, they situation. All right. Yep. So they do provide more examples um, if, if we wanted them. So maybe that's what we would request. But um, what do you think about that? Here's, I'm, first of all, I'm very sorry if you felt marginalized by our show. Yeah, really. That's not what we're intending to do. In fact, I could, I could see totally where you're coming from. Uh, because this is a new, you know, this is kind of a new territory for me and definitely for my mom. Oh, why definitely for me? Because you are from a different generation. Yeah. Where a lot of this, you know, I mean, um, just being openly gay was different in my generation. So people didn't do that. And this is not an excuse for, not being understanding and not treating things with sensitivity. It is a very fine line that we walk in terms of trying to keep the show comedic in, in tone. Right. And, and um, being authentic to our own feelings. Being authentic to our own feelings and also being understanding of others. And so it's always a priority to keep to, to understand our, our listeners and, and our guests that will continue being a mission of ours. Um, I, yeah, so first and foremost, I'm very sorry if you felt marginalized. I, I welcome that this person brought to, this to our attention and would like specific examples because then that's so the only I, way I'll we can work a, on it. I'll give a specific example. Oh, you will? Yeah, so in, in last episode, we talked about needling with Sex Nerd Sandra. What does needling mean? Needling is when in the BDSM community, you're putting needles into someone it's like blood play where like oh I people not, are getting turned like on that. by that i didn't like that i know you don't like that so this is where it gets a little tricky because my mother doesn't i don't like that i mean in terms of like getting turned on that's not my fetish or and it's that's not my kink i should say not fetish what is your kink i don't i don't know maybe oh we'll get into this in the rapid fire okay, question okay, later on okay so um but so it is interesting because that doesn't turn me on and but i do not judge people interested in needling in fact i'm i am pretty curious about it like me too so and sometimes i think i do think that sometimes what you, sometimes you know sometimes you come down a little hard and i, I maybe my reaction is too and i'm i'm unconscious about it but i'm not getting hard on anybody who wants to, I think to put some, needles and i'm just saying i wouldn't do it I wouldn't do, I would, that's I not would to say that I haven't too. been like expanding my boundaries on certain things too. I mean, I'm, I'm much more open to, um, some, a little bit of the uh, S and M type stuff than I was when I first started the podcast. I'm not saying that I'm like being like, you know, nipple clamped to the ceiling or anything, but <laughs> I have as well. So but, it it is a, 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 I think an ongoing process of opening up to these new ideas well, I don't think that she sa- he or she is saying they. or they. That, I think this is the hardest part for me is is like being very conscious of what I the pronouns I use. But I don't think that that's what they are saying as much as because I don't think that means that you're judging anybody. You're just saying, hey, that's just not my yum, you know. I know, but sometimes our reaction. And I think that's what 
they are talking about when they ask about our well, reaction. I think if we, we need more specifics. It. I no, think we need okay. more. I would like we to. Can still, we, I bet you it's way worse than that. Okay, it probably is. But we can address the questions here. Do you amplify some reactions like shock and disgust for comedic value? I'm going with the yes, I probably do. I think you do. It probably is rooted, though, in a little truth of how you're feeling. Yeah, if I'm uncomfortable, I'll might, might, I might say a joke. Yeah. Like the one I just did about the nipple clamps on the ceiling. Yeah, I'm, sometimes you're like, oh, my God. Well, I can't help myself. Sometimes it is an oh, my God. I can't. Like getting, getting a request for someone to eat your shit. Yes. And and I'm sorry if that's. Are you judging that person for, for requesting that from you? Yes. See, this is not good. Okay, I'm sorry. Who said I was not judgmental? I'm trying not to be. <laughs> okay, but I'm. If someone wants to eat my shit, I think it's gross, and I'm sorry. That's unsanitary and it's disgusting. All right. And well, I'm not going to pretend. I do not want to be inauthentic to my listeners and say, "Oh, I think it's great. I think everybody should try eating shit." No, I don't think that they're asking. But I don't think you need to look at someone who enjoys eating shit and say, "Oh, that's a fucking gross person." I I don't have to say it out loud, but I could think it. Um. This, the whole discussion that we're having right now right. is is designed so that we we can allow we can create a space where people can come. They don't feel marginalized for having these kinks or fetishes. All right, or, all, right. You know, all or, right. If you want to eat shit, that's fine with me. No, <laughs> 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 well, I. Just- I mean, that is, that's probably an extreme example, okay? There's got to be stuff in the middle. And I would, well, listen, not to, not to end this conversation prematurely, but I would love to have some specific examples so that we can at least discuss them openly and honestly. Yeah. Okay. Stick with us as we continue on this journey. Yeah. Because we're going, we're continuing to, as, as vanilla as we are in, you know, in, you, you talk about privilege and, and, and how, we do uh we do challenge our own privilege and we will continue doing that um and it's an ongoing unfolding process so your feedback is very helpful and hopefully we'll continue talking about this i agree should we move to now the this, next it was mensaje? This, yeah we're gonna go to arthur arthur my gosh arthur i read this Wait, 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 what? wait. we're gonna get to arthur after the quick commercial break oh okay sorry arthur you have to wait sorry arthur did Arthur want to be anonymous anyway? No. Who said Arthur wanted to be anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Arthur, we'll get back to you after the break. Okay. Uh, this is the break. Um, Clona Willie. This is our final episode of the year sponsored by Clona Willie. Wait a second. I thought we had emails with Clona Willie that we wanted to bring into this. Well, that's exactly why we want to bring in these emails. Oh, okay. We've been receiving a lot of responses uh, from our listeners, whether that's from Mr. Bean doing his own personalized ad uh, for Clona Willie. Um, Which is hilarious. But we've also had a few people uh, write into us. So we wanted to read a, a secondhand review uh, about Clona Willie. Because Clona Willie has enhanced people's lives. And and for those just tuning in, Clona Willie, again, is a do-it-yourself molding kit that allows you to make a silicone replica of your penis or vulva. Basically, you can make a vibrator of a, your dick and give it to someone as a gift. Or fuck yourself with it. So this person <laughs> said, around a year ago, a close friend of mine started a job that required him to be out of town up to eight months of the year, sometimes for one to two months in a row. He shared some concern about his wife needing to go elsewhere to get her needs met by cheating on him or being or him being replaced by sex toys. This is an interesting comment that we can get Oh, addressed. we'll get into that. Don't worry. I'll get into that. I half-jokingly suggested he get a clone of Willie and totally forgot about it. 
Anyways, one night when the wine was flowing, both of them talked about how it would be awesome to have a piece of him at home while he's away. It spiced up their phone slash FaceTime sessions. They even used it at home together. He said, I don't like the idea of a machine getting her off, but this thing is okay because it's still my dick. Pro tip, warm it up in a mug of hot water. Hot, not boiling. I'm glad they mentioned that boiling. But anyway, this is really probably help save marriages. I'm, I mean, so this is... <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple different reactions to this. It's freaking hilarious that they're that the pro tip is to warm it up in a mug of hot water as opposed to not boiling water. I, that means that someone must have boiled their oh clona yeah. willy and oh, that put could it be inside a big them. Mishap. It could be very warm. It's a little hot tamale. A hot tamale. Uh, what do you think about the the fact that this person was uh, concerned about you know the, being the, replaced the partner yeah being replaced by sex toys well first let's start with the cheating yeah okay uh i i don't i that that isn't a completely different issue by the way you don't cheat on someone um because they're out of town right or have that in the contract and then it's not cheating well assuming that they're monogamous it seemed like he was concerned about right right what about sex toys is that cheating that's what i'm saying it's not even about cheating with sex toys uh, saying that you know using a sex toy would somehow replace you. It, I mean, it only enhances. I mean, people have to start. There's a lot of people, it's men in particular, that feel threatened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you use... Yeah, my friend was telling me about how she brought a vibrator out the other day uh, during sexual encounter with someone and, and this person was pr- kind of put off by it. I think that it's it, un- unaware of the enhancing properties of sex toys mm-hmm. and 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 or the stigma and somehow in, invokes more insecurity which is really silly you know here's, to, a, here's another way to look at it for those who are a uh, little uh disturbed when the partner uses a sex toy if you really want them to experience desire uh, pleasure which is you know a wonderful thing that someone should experience i uh i and i could yeah. Okay. So, if you want them to experience pleasure, sex toys might help that. And so, maybe seeing from that angle, as opposed to more maybe selfish angle, which is like, oh, oh poor me. Oh, damn. This what I'm not good enough. Yeah, it's not about you, bus Buster. Yeah, Buster. Buster. Um, it's not about you. But what's cool about the Clona Willie is that because they made this mold, and he goes out of town, she's able to have a little piece of him. Maybe it's a big piece. Uh, <laughs> To remind uh, her of him while, and, while he's on the road. And then here we got another message from someone saying, I went ahead and ordered a clone of Willie as a Christmas gift for my wife since I'm a trucker on the road five days a week. There it's a go. running joke that she'll grab my junk and say, can't you just leave this here? Well, now I can. <laughs> clone of Willie was very helpful as well because I had forgotten to enter the promo code, which is mom, before making the purchase. I immediately sent them an email and they were gracious to grant the promo code and refund me the 20%. I'm going to see if I can buy a little blue blue pill from my for, for oh my god I'm going to see if I can buy a little blue pill from my father so I can be as rock hard as possible during the molding process. Wait, first of all, I can't wait for my wife and I to experience this process together. I'll keep you posted when we finally get around to making it. Thank you very much to this person. I don't know if you want to be anonymous. I like the fact that this guy says he's going to get the little blue pill, a, a.k.a. Viagra, from his father. I, so obviously they talk enough that, that the father has told him he, that he takes Viagra. He has to buy it off of him. And he has to buy it off. I, I know. I had to reread that twice. What are you buying it off of him it's, for? Those are like 10 bucks a pill. Okay, but it's his dad. 
Okay, mom. It's not going to change your relationship. Hey, T, I'm just going to say T. Tell your dad to give it to you. For free. It's a, or is that a little early Christmas present. Anyway, for those listeners, I mean, that's a lot of shout outs for Clona Willie. Go to clonawilly.com and enter promo code MOM. You'll get 20% off your entire order. Clonawilly.com and enter definitely promo, get, promo code MOM. Yes, text MOM and let us know how you like the Clona Willie. And we had such a phenomenal time. Well, Cam, during, you guys got to go back and All right, and, they all know this. No, I they did don't. It. They all don't right. know. But, but back, go back into the episode entitled... Cam clones is Willie, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us what you think about that episode because it's it's downright hysterical. The thing, downright. That, the thing that Cam didn't realize it is kind of like a two person job for the, especially for the guy, for to do the Willie, and he had to use his his brother had to be involved, and it was hilarious. But the main thing is, it's like it's you're cooking and you're you're stirring well, and you're enough enough. Well, the process is what that, that's the reason he needed a Viagra. Okay. You didn't explain why he needed a Viagra. Because yeah, the process takes a little time to and you. Have have to stay hard the whole time right so you need some extra help sometimes but i think you can do it i don't think you i didn't need a viagra you didn't need a Viagra. but you i just had, you needed had your my brother. brother's help you just needed your brother <laughs> luckily he was not in the room while i was getting hard it was a separate room situation <laughs> let's not go into there will you can you read the message from arthur here's arthur's message okay i'm not gonna be able to read the whole thing because it's kind of lengthy as well but basically uh i've been Let's see here. Yeah, here you go. I've been listening to your podcast all this time without being a patron. I'd like to pay for your fishing license and lobster card if you let me. I also have an extra pole spear, dive light, and weight belt. You can use it if you're missing some gear. Thank you very much for that offer. Now, the reason he brought that up is because we, he there was another episode where Cam described how his entire when he's about to have sex, he, his entire body gets cold and his Dick gets really hot, so we suggested wearing a wetsuit, and that's where now Arthur has decided to take him spearfishing and wear you wear. He took a picture here of himself wearing this particular wetsuit, but anyway, he said, "This is the part that I love. Your podcast has helped tr- helped tremendously since I started listening a few years ago when I was in a sexual lull. By the way, I love when people have been listening for years. This is, really makes me feel good." I've had several new sexual experiences since then, and you've been playing in the background throughout it all. Oh, my God. I love that. I'll get more into the nitty-gritty at a later date. I don't want to blow my load all in one go. You dig? I I dig. I dig. You don't, I don't think you're crazy, Cam, but I'm also not a therapist. A lot Thank of, you. A lot of people identify with your various discomforts, me included. You can be extremely self-conscious, but the hidden message is in the confidence it takes to talk about your insecurities. It takes a brave person to lay yourself bare to the world like you do. Wow. I had shivers, and I do right now when I read that, because that is such a wonderful thing to say about you. That is the whole goal. That I mean, I, that is, I think that's the, the highest praise I could receive from someone, actually. I think it is too. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, you know, it, it is scary to get on here and say, I come quicker than I want to. My, <laughs> I, I, I made a penis mold with my brother. <laughs> And it, it, the reason I have I, anxiety about pregnancy, and here's where he goes on. He oh. he brings this up, and some of your insecurities are there for a damn good reason. I don't, I don't think he should validate your insecurities the way he does. But here goes, that pregnancy scare episode came right out about around the same time. I had my own pregnancy scare with an ex girlfriend. I was thinking of baby names, and my whole idea of the future was getting shaken up. Thankfully, she wasn't pregnant. She just had lice. What? <laughs> and, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. How? Did a pregnancy scare occur from the lice? I have absolutely. I've been 
thinking about this since I read it and I cannot figure out what lice do, has to do with Do pregnancy. people get uh, itchy scalps when they get pregnant? No. I, I do can't, you I, miss I, a period when you have pregnant? No. Uh, when you have you get, lice? Do you get really tired or something? No. Do you start? I don't know. He goes, it really fucks with your head though. Uh, and the episode where you asked the woman the car wash. I love that. I was also going through a similar dilemma with a gal I met at the grocery store, but I chose a different path. She was sending me good vibes, but I also didn't want to be a creep. You know, that grocery store is right next to my house and I go all the time. It would suck to be that guy. She feels she has to avoid every time I stop buy to grab oh, some groceries this yeah. is the key very yeah. thoughtful that's a very that's anyway a, that's a str- can we respond to that yeah respond no one wants to hear just read all shit. right all right, all right. I, I that is the biggest concern when asking someone out at like somewhere you go Especially where you frequent you work, a lot what like if you a, work if you at your workplace at a yoga studio this is the problem you'll end up seeing this person again and again and again it's yeah. a problem yeah it's not it's not it's it's a it's not a you have to kind of be very cautious about that situation i literally talked to a guy one of my patrons on my karen lee love uh patron about that situation because how do you advise him he said he wanted to have sex with a not only someone at work but someone who's married that works with him and i strongly suggested he thinks about the consequences to that action oh wow because that job is very important to anyone and it's not worth risking it for a little pussy 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 yeah yeah. So I think just think about the consequences, and I think that was uh, Arthur was really Arthur sweet. was right. And right. by the way, a little update on the car wash girl. She uh, did not respond. Did you want to hear this fucking story? Yes. What? She didn't respond to either of the text messages that I sent to her. Right. One of which was the the picture I took of her. Yes. How do you not respond to a picture? I so, don't know. So I said, you know, maybe, maybe she gave me the wrong number by accident. She not by accident either. So, by the way, so I told this to my friend, who is a girl, and it was late at night. <laughs> Were you guys wasted? No. And she goes, "Oh, we got to figure out if this was an accident or not." And I was like, "How are you going to do that?" She goes, "I'm calling her." No. So no. she calls this girl. Oh my god! From her phone. Oh my god! Did she answer? No. Went right to the voicemail, and the voicemail says, "Hi, I'm." Blank, blank, same name. Oh, so she gave you the right number. Yeah, but she's not answering any of my texts. That's even worse. No, I, I think giving you a wrong number would be really bad. No, because then I could say, oh, well, maybe she didn't, <laughs> she accidentally gave you the wrong number. I don't know. Yes, text mamas, which is worse, giving someone the wrong number on purpose or not answering their phone calls or texts when they text you. I would have much preferred had she just been like, uh... Uh, I'm not really, I, I'm, I'm not available right now or I'm not feeling this. I know men. I, I when I was single, I remember going through and, and talking to men about this. Women are chick, just chicken. They don't want to hurt feelings. So especially if you're in person and someone says you want to go out with me again, it's really hard to look the person in the eye and go, uh, no, I know. I understand. So. But at least, at least text me then to say, well, you could you do know, what I did, which is f- just fix up the guy with another one of my friends. <laughs> yeah. That is not the nicest thing that. I mean, it might be the nicest thing. Yeah, she wanted to go out with him. So it was a win-win. But after that one day, she didn't go out with him either. (laughs) (laughs) This is a guy, and by the way, pro tip. This is a guy who said to me, I've been on 12 blind dates. And you are, and no one has ever wanted to go out with me a second time. Oh. And you're number 13. I guess it's open and honest. He was open and honest, but that really put a negative slant for the evening. Because I'm like, well, what am I going to find that diamond in the rough there? Oh. Don't do that. Oy. Don't be negative. 
Okay. All right. I'm probably going to get yelled at for being insensitive to, to negative people now, but okay. Here we go. No, then. I think there's a. I All think right. you, you're justified in. Here's the end of Arthur's lovely um, letter. Anyway, I guess the point is you've been going through some of the same shit I've been going through. You've helped expand my mind about kinky sex, and it's really refreshing to hear how open you two are. I've learned a lot about you, and now you know a little bit about me. And Karen Lee, I recognize this email is, was more geared toward your son, and I apologize for not giving you your fair share of praise. I haven't forgotten about you. You'll get your due in one of my future emails. Thank you, Arthur. And what a Thank you, sweetheart. Arthur, Arthur put Th- a picture of himself spearfishing, spearfishing slash- with a lobster in his hand. Yeah, and he it- looks like a sweetheart with two dimples like you. I, I am, I, as a vegetarian, I, I don't know if I can bring myself to actually spearing a fish or eating the lobster. I do like lobster, but I don't know about catching the lobster. I don't know. I appreciate the, the invitation, though. I, I, I might be open to it. I well, think, we'll keep I talking. Think, I think I, 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 I'm just asking you mm. not to tell me about any kind of killing of a lobster or any other fish. <laughs> okay, I How can't. How do you think you get fish? I, you had tuna fish today. Excuse me? I think the fish died of old age. That is ignorance. You should look at the 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 issue that is at hand. the The killing itself is actually much more humane if you understand the actual killing process. I do not want to kill any animals, especially a cow. I do never eat a cow. <laughs> Nothing with four legs will be killed in my honor. I think. This, oh, so thank you very much, Arthur. That that email was extremely meaningful, and I appreciate you taking the time for that. Well, what the the one couple the few lines that he said about you being courageous and it just meant a lot yeah by the way my mother texted those lines to me before i saw you emailed me out of the blue and she says i totally agree and i was like where is this coming from (laughs) if i see something like this late at night it it just gets fired away i just had to fire it right to you i wanted to do one of our rapid fire sex questions let's do it we're going to be doing this as part of our this is a common segment that we're going to be doing yeah on the on our shows with guests a rapid fire sex question so i figure we could do one between the two of us let's do it so this one is actually a little personal well do we really want to do that i think so Do we have a holiday one tell no tell us about your most memorable sex experience or whatever flashed first oh man you want to go first yes go ahead my memorable my most memorable was the only time i've ever done role play have I shared this with you? No. The only time I've ever done role play blew my mind. I felt like I was uh, on like acid or something. I, 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 it like transported me a little bit. I didn't expect to that it would have such a profound impact. It was also one of the last times I had sex with this person. And so it was like a very... Uh, I, I, w- I think we were both on... I don't know. It was, we were both on the way out. And yet... It was a very powerful experience. We role played as a yoga teacher and student. <laughs> You're a wild and crazy dude there. And we oh, did, were you the student or were you the I was the teacher who had to go in the hall and knock on the door and when I opened the door the person was completely in character and would not f- acknowledge the fact that it was, sh- this was not the case. Like that, that that this was not reality that she was role playing and I was like really it was that's what was really jarring. In a good way. Really wild. It is fun. You like that? Yeah, I like that that she was in that she would, serious. She was character. serious as fuck. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I'm the one that 
took this whole fucking theater school training and I'm not even close to being as, as good of an actor as you are. That's a that's an awesome story. Yeah. But it will that will that will shake things up in your sex life. So like in the future, if you're like say you're in a long term relationship and you're kinda of bored, are you gonna flash back to that little role play scene? No, I will I will suggest we role play ourselves. Good. You see, this is where we disagree with the fantasy. I'm not gonna fantasize about a previous <laughs> sexual encounter when I'm having a current sexual encounter. <laughs> Presence, like Sex Nerd Sandra said, is one of my favorite things too. Mm. My kinks. Oh, you asked about kinks earlier. Yeah, that's one of my kinks. I guess role play too. Although, and this is a very specific role playing situation. (laughs) So I don't know. What other what other role? I don't know if it was like dinosaur and you know or furries. I don't I don't know if it would. All those those those. What are those called again? When you walk around in those little like animal suits? Furries. That's a that's that's a. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. That's a very strange little fetish there. See, this is the judgment. <laughs> this is the judge. Are I, you judging people that no, are furries? I might want to be a furry. I'm just saying it's a little strange to see people. It's not weird. traditional. But yeah. I th- I, but yeah, this is where we have to be more sensitive, mother. Okay. What do you... <laughs> I'm just visualizing myself and D's in these little furry outfits, and I, I just think it probably like, would be very funny. It'd be very funny. But if but, I imagine if you took it seriously, it could probably be transcendent, like this experience was for me and the yeah, yoga student. Yeah. All right, go for it. What is your memor- most memorable sexual encounter? I, th- I, you know, there's so many. <laughs> the first that flashed. The first that flashed. Oh man! Well, one time. This was a long time ago. You look so bashful. <laughs> Me and D's. Oh, you don't need to share that oh, it was. Shit. <laughs> okay. Me now and... we know. Okay. We know who it was. All right. So someone that I was dating at the time, 10 and a half years ago. It was early on in our relationship. Okay. And we hadn't seen each other in a while. And we were real excited about seeing each other and, and being together. And so... We were. I had a hotel room and everything set up, and we were visiting your sister. And oh, for whatever God. reason, oh, fuck. she's supposed to be staying in her dorm at school or something like that. I don't remember what what year it was that she was involved, but whatever it was, she was really sick. Oh fuck! And she was very needy. Oh no! And she decided that she needed to sleep in the bed with me. No, at, at the hotel room. So granted, we were very disappointed because I hadn't seen him in like weeks or months or who knows how long it had been because we were doing this long distance thing. And we didn't know what to do. And and she was not going to budge out of the bed. <laughs> so and She's not sleeping in the bed with you and this no, other person. No, no. The you. other person had to sleep on the floor, which was very oh. nice of him, which, you know, you can just well imagine. He's a nice guy. He would do something like that. But that being said, we were very horny and we decided we had to make a go of it. So guess what we did? I have no idea. We tiptoed out of the room. We looked around for any possible area that could possibly be um, private and not not public. And we decided to go in the stairwell. We fucked in a stairwell. We fucked in a stairwell. It was very hot, though. Wow. Hot in a sexual sense. Because you could have gotten caught. I think that, and we hadn't seen each other in such a long time. And it, and it shows how passionate it was. It was a very passionate experience. Beca- and because that's typically not a place people have sex. Yeah, and at any moment of time. 
it wasn't the by the way it wasn't the most comfortable place to have sex either yeah especially because you know the the, the person is well, much taller worried than me. that someone was going to come up and i down think the i'm excellent I, I got this exhibitionist quality because i have you definitely don't give a flying fuck. i have i have definitely been involved in situations that have been a lot uh, very risque like that and i don't seem to have much of a problem with it thank you for sharing that oh did you. that make uncomfortable make you uncomfortable how did you feel when you share that I felt uh, totally fine about it. You look very bashful and you're covering your toes. <laughs> I think you're well, still uncomfortable. I'm a little it. uncomfortable because normally I don't talk about my uh, relationship with you, I, with about him. Um, normally I talk about past lovers. Yeah. So it's very unusual that I wouldn't tell you who it was. But anyway, that's that's another story. Well, thank you for sharing that. I it felt uh, it was scary at first for me to share my little role play situation with you. Really? Why? Because it acknowledges that I do. I have a sex life. I know you have a sex life. I know everything about your sex life. Why no, would you this don't, be different? You don't, I, don't th- I think I'm able to come to you a lot with the negatives in my sex life. Oh, and you I... treat it as like a self-deprecating thing. But uh-huh. you don't often hear about the positives in my sex life. Ah, like well, a wild I like that you... Enc- encounter. I like that you went into your little role-playing... Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that's fun. Uh, I have done my share of role playing, so I can acknowledge. Oh, it. here it goes with the fucking topping. No, I'm not going to tap him. I said I can acknowledge that it's a lot of fun to do that. It's well, actually really good for long term relationships because, especially if you carry it out. I once saw, I think it was like Modern Family or something, where when the two main characters were saying how boring their love life was or whatever, and they went on, they went each out to a bar and. And pretend they never had met each other oh, before. Oh yeah, and I've done that too. That's oh, a lot of fun. Oh my god! Yeah. So role playing is good, guys. Can, can can I post something to our audience? Yeah. I want our audience to tell us about your most memorable sex experience. Yeah. Or whatever first flashed before your eyes, and we'll keep you anonymous. Um, and if you want to be, either specify if you want to be kept anonymous, but text us or leave us a voicemail. At our number, which is yes, text mom. And guess what, you guys? If you come up with, we're going to judge. We're going to judge you guys. The most wild and craziest story. No, people are going to be making shit up, mom. Okay. Don't it do It has that. to be real legit. You no, get, just. You'll get a sticker. <laughs> okay? The, the winner gets a sticker. All right. And it's a great sticker. But it really is just, we, we, we want the truth. The, we don't want any kind of BS made up kind of cockamamie story. Don't say that you were, you know, skydiving and having sex at the same time because we know that's not going to be true. All righty. Uh, I do have a friend who claims that she was scuba diving and she had sex. And I, I still don't get how she could have done that if she was wearing a wetsuit. I feel like it would be very dangerous. And how did she breathe? Yeah. I mean, she must have been hyperventilating. I mean, that. Uh, who knows, though? Maybe. Um, if you want a sticker, you can also. Support us on Patreon. All our current patrons will get a sticker. Yeah. Hooray. And uh, all future patrons up until December 31st at the stroke of midnight uh, that night. So January 1st. Yeah. And if you can't remember any of this. Then then, uh, you'll get a sticker. If you can't remember how to spell Patreon or what the link is or anything else, just go to our website, sexfuckclubmymom.com, and you'll see it there. And you can join Patreon there. Or just go to the Patreon app and type in sex talk with my mom. Although right now we're under like 18 and over. Not a problem. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This is the last morning after show of the year, mother. This is the last song you're going to hear from me of the year. And here we go. 
And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the wild sex escapades. Oh, wow. <laughs> escapades? Bye. Bye. Wait, can I say one more thing? Of course. If you, it's still not too late to enter that uh, survey drawing. If you, we have a survey on our website, sexofmom.com. If you, it takes five minutes, and you'll enter to win three hundred fifty dollars worth of WeVibe products. That's a good uh, one. Provided by Babeland.com. So if you want that, uh, we'll be drawing it the last week of December. Oh yeah, enter, enter. Happy holidays. Enter to win. Jingle bells. Man, that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today 